Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Block Podcast. Hey. I'm your host, Mark Debney, sitting right directly, diagonally to the right of me. 45 degrees. 45 degrees. Kitty, Kitty corner. Is the one and only Patrick Merkel. Hey guys, I'm back. And right across from me is the man, the myth, the legend, Gary Jones. See, why does my name always come third? J comes for M. This yeah. is garbage. I, but you know. What is I, bring Rank it I bring the personality. Am I like the days. secretary speaker of the house? What is this bullshit? Anyways. You're like the agricultural secretary. Wow. It's kind of, yeah, anyways. So, All right, and we have our our very first guest back on the show. Seems to be a recurring theme that every other episode we have another oh, ginger no. on our show. It's Marco Savarin. We're really going to give him every other episode? No. Same yeah. ginger, different I'm exclusive. He's exclusive, guys. Guys, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Hot takes only. Honestly, though. Um, yeah, like I said, we got plenty of stuff to talk about today. Before we get started, just make sure you guys go on our Facebook page, at the Block Pod, like it, follow it, keep up on the posts if you need to, so you can determine, so you can make sure you know when we put up new episodes on our SoundCloud page. Go on SoundCloud, like, subscribe, share the share the page on Facebook or whatever it is. We just need more people and Yeah, we're up to forty four now. Yeah, that's good that's a good amount of likes. Listen to this man's marketing major hard at work. Keep Anyways. going, Mark. Yeah, make sure you guys do everything you can to support us. You know, we're just we're just trying to we're just trying to grind it out in a tough, tough world and we're broke. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty broke. Yeah. Anyways, this is not making us any money, but let's, yeah. let's just yet. Not making us any money yet. Garrett dash Jones dash thirty nine at Venmo. Okay. Thanks. Our Your first topic today. Garrett brought it up before we actually started um, recording this, and when we were talking about um, was the current state of sports media and just places like ESPN becoming less and less uh, credible. And more people, especially our age, going to different sites like Barstool Sports is like a big one for a lot of people now for getting just news and especially sports news. And I'll kind of let you take over from here. What do you think? What's your thoughts on the whole ESPN thing and the general state of our sports world? Yeah, um, you know, we've all kind of grown up with ESPN being the flagship in terms of sports media. Um, the same shows have been around for a long time. PTI, Around the Horn, First Take, or as I like to call it, Cold Pizza. Um, you know, obviously Sports Center, And all these shows have tried to reinvent themselves over the years, for better or for worse. Um, I think I speak... Uh, it's kind of a strong opinion, but I think the shows have become less content-driven and more opinion-driven over the years in terms of being, getting away from sports themselves and becoming more about the individuals and not so much about the cities, the teams, the storylines. And, you know, maybe social media has to do with that. Um, but I don't know. What are, what are you guys' opinions on sports media today? Merkel? Uh, personally, I'm not a big fan of ESPN anymore. Uh, I always I do like baseball tonight. That's Ooh. about it. <laughs> um, At MLB now, first take first take uh, turns into a screaming match. It's not as not as bad as when Skip was there, uh, but Skip has a lot of R.I.P. Skip. Yeah, well, yeah, he has a lot of uh, hot takes, and you know, I think I'm a little partial because he tends to hate on uh, that bad man. Soft. No one cares. So I mean. Just not the biggest fan of ESPN too much anymore, honestly. Well, I know it's starting to become really, really politicized. I don't. I read an article on Facebook. I don't know if it's a fake news source or whatever, but they were saying that in their new guidelines for like new hosts and current hosts and whatever, they wanted to start talking more about politics and like incorporating that into um, like the sports world, and it. Definitely it has a big part in it because of, I don't know, like Colin Kaepernick doing his thing and that kind of transcending into, uh, like, people going to the White House for winning their championship or whatever it is. But I just don't – I don't really understand why they need to talk about that. I get it that it's important, but you sh- if you're a sports first, people want to hear sports. And if they want to hear politics, then 
you know, you go to Fox or CNN or wherever, MSNBC, I don't really know. But, I mean, it just seems like it's taking away from the good old times when PTI was, like, my favorite show to watch with my dad. And now, like, First Take is definitely my what I get up and watch in the beginning, like, in my, the beginning of my day. And I just hate it more and more. Besides Molly, though. She's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, she's hot. Anyways, Marco, what do you think? I don't know. Personally, I don't like ESPN. I get most of my sports news from Twitter, just following accounts of the sports teams I enjoy and the personalities I enjoy. But I think like ESPN trying to get into be more politicized. I mean, if you think about it, like to get us to watch that shit, we need it needs to be edgy. We need to be entertained because yeah. it's yeah. not it, usually like it used to be. You came home. Flip on the like six o'clock news and you'd be like, "Oh, sweet, Tigers won, Yankees lost, great day in America." And now it's like, "Oh shit, I need to know what LeBron had for breakfast and whether or not his this blister on his right pinky toe is gone or if it's still there. Like, what color his shoelaces and and that's what people just style themselves off. That's why you see all these kids being like, "Oh, I need those Kobe's or I need those LeBrons or I need those Jordans." So. Yeah, it's all I, marketing. It definitely is, and they definitely are trying to. I guess more people want more information on everything, like literally everything. Like you were saying, the blister on his right pinky toe. Like people want to know the nitty gritty shit, and that's corrupting the the network that we all kind of fell in love with as kids and are now starting to hate. Um, Who knows though? Maybe we're just cynical. Um, a lot, a lot of these networks are driven by superstars, and I think we're kind of living in a society where we've no, come to know that a lot of our superstars are false idols. You know, we've grown up seeing Tiger Woods let us down. Um, baseball is chock full of legends that used steroids and ended up being frauds. Barry Bonds. Um, you know, Tom Brady is like a, the most hated slash loved player in football. Um, Basketball, there's a lot of polarizing figures. Kobe. <laughs> um, you know, LeBron had the decision um, and kind of turned the league upside down against him. Um, so maybe it's not ESPN. Maybe it's just the sports culture that we're in today. Um, but it's hard to say. Wouldn't you say that – sorry to interrupt, but wouldn't you say that sports is a good way for people to kind of escape the daily – whatever their daily struggles are, like the, especially like during the election stuff, I often found myself just like watching any sports just to kind of get away from all the bullshit that was going on. Just to, I don't know, kind of keep our realities put behind us. And sometimes people want sports to be there, the whole world. So doesn't that kind of... People's lives shouldn't revolve around politics and... That's why I think ESPN has a duty to not be politicized. I agree. Because there's, you need, people need an escape. <coughs> Otherwise, when it's a 100%, everything's politicized, people get frustrated, and that's how you get fucking Donald Trump. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, okay. Anyway, one thing, like, yeah, people turn to sports to, to escape, but then you have people like Colin Kaepernick, who's doing something that he stands up for, and I'm not saying that what he did was wrong or anything, or I'm not saying it was right either. But... You have him politicizing his job mm-hmm. right there, you know, and then ESPN blowing up about, over it. And personally, I'd, I've never been a huge Colin Kaepernick fan, but in August when this is going on, I turn on SportsCenter. I don't want to hear about a quarterback that's making $15 million to sit the bench. You know, I just don't want to hear about it. I want to hear yeah. about literally any team. other player. I want to hear about anything else other than, you know, a player that's spent making this amount of money to – not perf- not playing the field. Yeah, I, I think I should clarify my comments. If you're a <laughs> player and you want to make a statement, then I 100 percent agree. Oh, I'm not that saying ESPN should, should report it. But if you're an ESPN commentator who's trying to turn this like something that could be some dude praying in the end zone to him being the second coming of Christ, I mean, like, you know what I mean? What Tim Tebow? Exactly, like Tim Tebow. Like I'm, there are there are hundreds, I'm sure thousands of super religious dudes and women in sports, right? And like that's sure. a great thing. But it was like when you make Tim Tebow out to be this like 
well, some yeah, some exception a, yeah. to the rule, and then you it's like marketing. You're trying to market it yeah. as this. He's just a guy that is yeah, strongly he's a normal believes dude as anyone else, like yeah. same as Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Normal yeah. dude, same as anything else. Well, I, I'm I'm pretty interested to see um, where Colin Kaepernick's career goes after this year. Blacklisted um, himself for sure. He could be blacklisted because of ESP. I mean, obviously, he brought the attention on himself. Um, I also think his performance on the field has something to do right, with it. Right, right. But that's that's the same argument with Tim Tebow. It's like, did his career end because he was a, a distraction to have on your team because of all the media attention? Or did it end because he had substandard results on the field? I don't know. But there's probably something to ESPN over-politicizing these guys' careers that either makes their career or breaks their career. Yeah. And it, it's it's cancerous to sports. Um I forgot what I was going to say here. You have that same issue with uh, Michael Sam, too. Yeah, right. So he's out of the league. Well, um, I mean, I guess Hal, that, that was too. the whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, not, right. yeah, and I think that's more of like a, like he broke a barrier, right? Because he's the first openly gay person yeah. to ever be on an NFL team. That's like Jack Robinson being the first black guy to ever. Yeah, play yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I just, I, I just broken. mean like, I'm, I'm not saying saying it like it's a bad thing, but I'm saying that like he has that he had that sti- that. Media attention yeah. with them, like yeah, he carried because, that media attention. Yeah, because he was the first openly gay person to ever be in the NFL. I, I well, I think what I'm saying I, is I think like what is a barrier that's broken. So that's like yeah, that's different than being like having something just thrust on you for you doing like you just being like a normal person. I think it, I think it's a double edged sword there because I get what both of you are saying. You're both of you are totally right because I think a lot of people. I don't include my. I would say myself included that. I kind of want to watch sports and I want to read about sports, but the integrity that these journalists are like, they're just kind of reporting on what they think is popular and not like if they're sports journalists, you should be reporting on sports. And I get that this politics is incorporated into it because it's incorporated into everything in a, in a, in some way, but there's a stigma that you owners don't want this attention i if it's the because the guy's gay or because he kneels during the national anthem it's that or and they don't want that attention because they don't want mm-hmm. that attention on their team when they should be focusing on their like results or something like mm-hmm. that but I don't, I don't know where i was really going with this i had a general idea but it's I, just I guess, like you just don't want that distraction right you? yeah you well, but you told me those like, things are both right because yeah. he broke a stigma and even though he's not a, obviously he's in the league anymore He's no, he never even never right. He didn't even make the uh, the roster a roster, but it's just, I don't know. I feel bad for both of them because they're just trying to express themselves on a national stage. And they're also right? trying to like, and Tim Tebow. He did the same thing. He just wants to showcase who he is and what he believes in, and he gets attacked or loved because yeah. And and, and you see it throughout the course of their careers too. These people try to like outplay these labels. Yeah, it's, you know I mean? yeah. There's a, there's and, a ton of action, and sure. we're gonna see we're gonna see that next week too with Joe Mixon. Yeah, too. We're gonna yeah. see that next week, so we're gonna see what happens there. So that's a whole that, different that, story. That thing you you know everyone knows as soon as he gets picked next weekend, he's going to get picked. There's ESPN that whoever picks him, yeah, is just gonna be the media circus for the next ten days. It's annoying because they they drag it out for. Oh yeah, for months. I mean, yeah. yeah. I want. I want to kind of get get back on track here a little bit, though, um, and talk about you know why are we so just detested with the politicized sports media? Um, I think it might have something to do with our upbringing. You know, we all watched movies like Remember the Titans, uh, We Are Marshall. That's a great, um, great movie. Rocky. You know, Gladiator's not so much a sports movie. But they all kind of, they all kind of, <laughs> just a good movie. They all, they all kind of focus on like the virtue of what it is to be a sportsman and just like the work ethic, kind of blue collar approach, and the team being bigger than the individual, and all these egos coming together. And Don't see that anymore. May, maybe like the thing that the media has exposed to us is um, in this double edged sword kind of culture that we're in is when you focus on the individual so much. It seems like society as a whole is sort of turning away from sports. Like obviously there are oh I, oh I agree with that there are obviously still tons of consumers of media, 
But Hell yeah. like things like Michigan State football, um, like you're going to see a ton ton of the community turn away from it because of um, the scandals that are with the team. It it just makes the image feel like it's superficial when these players don't live up to the high standards of virtue that aren't that maybe may or may not be fair of them, but they don't live up to our expectation of what sportsmen should be. So I don't know. That's what no, do you, that's what totally do you guys think true. About that? That's no, I totally agree because. I didn't even realize that until you brought it up that I have a higher standard for athletes because they're athletes because they're probably like this national stage so you kind of expect them to act a certain way even though they might have like grown up a different way or that just like what they believe is like completely different than what I believe or I don't know I just it's 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 unfair but it's also fair at the same time because you they're getting – if it's – not in college, but like focusing on, like, pros, professional this avenue, they're getting paid these millions of dollars to, like, go and perform their sport. And I get that they're, like, trying to express themselves, but I don't know. I, I, I saw this oh, – sorry to cut Merkel off. I kind of saw this quote the other day. Um, I, it, I don't know who it was from. Maybe Dan Gilbert or something. Maybe not. But it said, money doesn't make you who you want to be. It just makes you more of who you already are. No, yeah. So yeah, you know, maybe these athletes are a lot like us on the inside. They're they're <laughs> troubled. They're troubled people, and the money yeah. the money just gives them more access to their vices, and that's yeah. what, that's why it just blows yeah. up in their face. That's true. Um, just read a good article about something like that. I retweeted it um, about Charles Rogers. Uh, spent all of his money on drugs, smokes marijuana every day, but he doesn't blame that on his uh, troubled NFL career. Hmm. You know, he just kind of blames it all on luck, and that's like an ego thing right there. That's the dude that quit the NFL because he wanted to, right? Smoke pot? No. There's a bunch of people like that. (laughs) (laughs) Stay off the weed. (laughs) Happy 421, fam. (laughs) You know, in three years, it's going to be 420 for a month. Uh, that's sad. Okay, but I think a lot of what you were saying too, it comes back to like players need to develop their brand because, it, like you said, it's all about the money for them and developing your brand outside of just being like a standard guy that goes and does his job. Like you want to maximize the amount of revenue you can bring in like this short amount of time. Like especially for like NFL players, you don't have a long career. Typically, you won't have a long career. Um, so in that short amount of time, when you have all this fame, you got to develop your brand. So that's like going out to like clubs and shit and, or promoting parties or whatever it is. And I think that also comes into play with like Tim Tebow and stuff. And, um, I'm sure he profited off something of like shirts or like whatever it is, but it's like a development of the brand that... Yeah, I, I get. I guess, and that, that, that comes I mean, with yeah. the ESPN that, reporters like hyping it, them, right? Half of it is like developing your individual self off the field, but for me, I think your your small window of time could get a lot longer if you focused on your abilities on the field yeah. and training and all that kind of stuff and being a good yeah. teammate. I won't disagree with you there. I, I don't know, especially baseball. They always talk about locker room culture and how valuable it is to have selfless guys in the locker room. The old Grizzly vets who can bring the young guys up and teach them to be, like, good ethical baseball players. Um, maybe that's not a such thing in, like, football or basketball because you have to be an elite athlete. Um, but I, th- I think focusing on becoming a good good player who can hone your skills does a lot more for your brand over the long term than getting that shoe deal that ev- eventually you are obsolete. But Yeah, good point, good point. Any other thoughts? No. Well, I guess, do you think it's a sport thing too like what certain sport you play because there's all these baseball players get certain deals basketball players shoe deals right yeah even like clothing brands and then you look at like hockey players and the only thing that comes to mind immediately (laughs) on their deals is i remember buying a hockey stick and looking at the curve of the blade and there was like you could get like a backstrom uh blade which had like a killer curve on it or you could get a no i think an ovechkin one didn't have that bad of a curve but it was just and that was what it was, was they marketed, like, that's how that player was marketed, as yeah. by the curve of their stick. Well, think about that. Um, I, I was just thought about this. Like, you know, all the big players that the sports media follows, so Kobe when he was still playing, Steph Curry, um, LeBron. LeBron, Tom Brady, Tony Romo. Uh, 
Yeah. You know, they're football and basketball players. You never see baseball players get, you know, loved over and had their egos brought up too much. You never see it. You certainly never see it with hockey players. Yeah. You know? It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely the amount of revenue that a sport brings in determines, like, the amount of um, coverage in whatever facet it mm-hmm. is. Because, I mean, like, Ryan Lochte got all that. Um, yeah, coverage after, but he, after he committed a crime. Yeah. But so but think about that's you, a crime. We also we also heard, we also heard <laughs> we also heard more about Tony Romo this past season when he wasn't playing. Yeah. Then you heard more about. But do we blame Tony Romo for that, or do we? Blame no, 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 no. We we certainly blame ESPN. But it's just kind of funny that they're covering an injured backup quarterback instead of. That like, doesn't play. Yeah, that instead of play good players, you know, like Carson Wentz was having a great year. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear much about that right away. Um, who else was rather like a sleeper? The, the Lions were having a great year, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You don't hear about Stafford getting covered. You hear Rodgers getting covered, but really only when yeah. he only when he's struggling. They, you know? Yeah, I would say, and it's not just ESPN. That, we're not going to just attack ESPN. It's Fox. It's... Yeah, it's everyone. I don't want it's to hear everybody. about a backup yeah. injured quarterback. I want to hear more about Dak Prescott. It's clickbait. It this. really yeah. is clickbait, yeah. and for people just to either get pissed or support it or whatever it is, but they're just feeding off this bullshit. It's truly that's the category I put all this under is bullshit because it's the headline. It's all the it headline. literally ESPN is bullshit because it is. I mean, they're just. Trying to get as many ratings as they can for unnecessary shit. I think that's a good title for this this episode. ESPN is bullshit. Honestly, I'll I'll probably put it under there. But um, it's unfortunate though because I think there are a lot of like under under the radar good storylines in sports, like kids that come along and like get make a wish kids and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you hear about that for the one week. You hear about it for one week, um, or or just like guys that. Like took advantage of their opportunity. Kirk Cousins yeah. was like pretty much banished from the Redskins. RG three is another one. You just you hear everything yeah, about RG three. RG three is still in the news, but he's not like relevant to the league of football. Uh, but Kirk Cousins, they don't really celebrate him week to week. All they talk about is will the Redskins respect him enough to give him a contract? I, I think society as a whole doesn't do a good enough job of just living in the present and enjoying the people that we have to enjoy. Instead, they're always geared towards when's Tony Romo going to be healthy. When's Kirk Cousins going to get this deal? But I get yeah, speculation and guessing is like a big thrill for human beings. But um, stupid, it's just stupid and it's a waste of time in my opinion. Yeah, and I, uh, going back to your point on all these other stories, like these good stories that kind of are under the radar. I think if you want to find those, you have to pick up your New York Times, your Detroit Free Press, and really read the sports sections there. Because yeah. that, that's where that's where the real sports writers are, you know. Yeah. Like that's well, where you're gonna find yeah. the genuine guys who actually love the game, and yeah. they're not they don't they don't need to afford a fancy suit because no one's gonna see their face, right? Yeah, exactly. And they're in the locker room, and they're getting to know their families and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense that like a lot of these people our age are turning away from these big networks and focusing on like people that kind of represent themselves more. Like Barcelona sports is definitely big. It's um. Guys, guys, group that bunch of guys says, and dudes. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually one of their phrases. Actually, um, they say whatever the hell they want, and Saturdays for the boys. They yeah, they don't care. They just they say what they want, and they I mean they say it like it is. And I think there's some the genuineness that they bring is really nice to hear. And watching like an hour of Sports Center is like. It's terrible, and then watching or listening to like ten minutes of one of their podcasts is amazing. So, and I, and I think they realize. I think one of the reasons they're so success, successful is that they love sports, but at the same time, they don't take it so seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's sports. It's, it's not sports. Your you know what I mean? World. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. The, and I think that's what it it that kind of conveys to the people watching and listening to them that oh, your team might lose, but it's not the end of the world. Like. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We can yeah. still dig around and have a good time about it. Yeah, <laughs> well, all of us as washed-up athletes, I think our best memories were when we were little kids and messing around. And it's like, oh, yeah, we messed around, but we still won and had mm-hmm. fun. And then once you get closer to high school and college and professional athletics, it's more of a business. But Yeah. We'll jump to the next um, segment here. It's kind of sticking with this sports media thing and 
Um, recently, um, the Patriots, New England Patriots, went to Washington, D.C. to visit uh, our wonderful president, Donald J. Trump. Um, typically, sports teams that win a championship are invited to the White House by the president and his staff to they get like presented. They present him, him or her, um, jersey and they have a speech or whatever it is. I don't really know too much about it besides they go and it's a glorified picture thing. Yeah. Um, but Merkel, you kind of know a lot about this, so I'll let you kind of take it away from here. Okay, so there's a big fuss. I think New York Times compared a picture of the Patriots staff and organization with President Obama two years ago compared to the uh, picture this year. And the New York Times made a comment like, oh, I wonder what President Trump is going to say about this. And it's like, well, first of all, the New York Times ended up creating a big issue. And the Patriots' Twitter account clarified it, that the smaller picture this year was because all like staff and trainers and everything were seated as opposed to being on the steps. I mean, and granted, some players skipped. Too, I mean, but, yeah. 40 players skipped. <laughs> 40 of the 53 players skipped? 40, 40 of the people who were there last time. 40 or it was like 30-something. It was high 30s, didn't go. Was it 40 I, people of like the whole organization? Of the organization. I mean, and then Tom Brady didn't go. Tom, Brady also, for a different Tom Brady also didn't go two years ago. I know. And I also said. think it's kind of funny because Giselle, his wife, was promoting a, is promoting a protest, which is billed as an anti-Trump protest. I mean, but still, like, you can't say Tom Brady. No, I know. No, I know. I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. What is, he, didn't go, he didn't go two years ago, so. Because yeah. his mom's sick, so. Yeah, I think people yeah. are, like, trying to Actually, blow it up as a big thing. I mean, I get why people don't go. I, I mean, mean, if people you don't go, people find other reasons to go, not go any for any event. Like, two, yeah. 2013, when the Red Sox win, other players weren't able to go just because of timing. Yeah, I mean, there's real reasons people can't go, like, the timing of the event, but there's also, like, if you don't believe in this guy, like, you don't believe in what he stands for or, like, his yeah, ideas. Or, and it's the same well. with, it's, it's not just Obama. I'm sure people didn't go when Bush was president or Obama was the president. People didn't go because they didn't believe in him. They didn't like what he stood for. They didn't like his message. So people don't come. and. Yeah. I get I mean, that. I, they yeah. have the full right to yeah. do that. Right, so, so according to NBC, 34 players went and another 34 didn't. Well, I'm actually really glad Martellus Bennett didn't go because he needs to build that chemistry with Aaron Rodgers right now in OTAs. So. Okay, deflect. Just saying. <laughs> Garrett, what are your thoughts? Depoliticizing it. I like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's kind of ironic how we talked about how sports shouldn't be political, then we segue yeah. right into yeah, a political right. topic. We are fake news. So sorry about that. I'll, 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 I'll agree with this. I'm just saying, I'll anticipate the people calling us We're out. hypocrites. We're human. But uh, I think something interesting to watch as we um, progress throughout the calendar year is to see, okay, the Patriots were the first team to get invited as champions to the White House. Let's see how many NBA champions go. If it's the Oklahoma City, or not Oklahoma City, they're not going anywhere. If it's the Golden State Warriors, uh, they could have maybe one starter go? I don't know. Um, which could be interesting. But Do you think the? I mean, are you, like, required to? No. No. It's, they extend you an invite. It's hard to, like, pass up meeting the president. Yeah. I guess as Americans, if we have no respect for the presidential authority, not the not the person holding office, but just the office, the office of the president, yeah. uh, that's probably bad for... Don't got to respect the man, respect the office. Yeah, but anyway, I could, I'm kind of nerdy about that. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I think um, there's something to be said about... Um, having civil disagreements with people. But there's also something to be said about your right to refuse to take a picture um, with someone who stands against your your image or the views that you want to um, stand for. So, you know, I don't think Martin Luther King Jr. was going to go take a picture with Governor George Wallace in Alabama uh, <laughs> when he talks about how great segregation is. Um, so we'll see. Um, I don't know. Any other thoughts? It's kind of a nasty topic, but... 
We might have to do a complete spinoff of this, maybe like the block politics or something. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't. Yeah, follow us on 1600 Pennsylvania Ave. Marco and I, we're, we're spinning off. But. Like you, like you, I don't really understand why it just had to be such a such an issue. Like people don't go to these things all the time. You know, I, I, I think mean, everyone that, knows why. There was that, that yeah. There's well, there's that Ravens. I can't think of his name. There, when the Ravens won the Super Bowl, I, don't, I can't think of who it was, but he didn't go to. To the Obama White House because Obama supported Planned Parenthood and he didn't, mm. so he refused to go. So yeah, it, it yeah, does yeah, happen it all the time. It happens all the time. Yeah, so well, it, it, does. Com- it definitely comes back to players trying to use their status in life to promote a certain ideal because people are fans of players, not necessarily teams. Sometimes, yeah. like I really like Kevin Durant, but I don't like the Golden State Warriors. So. It's just like things. If someone likes the player and likes what they believe in, then them making a statement, and this is a, definitely a statement, especially yeah. with Trump being extremely controversial. Um, not going is that, that's totally why they're doing this. They're not going to do it with Obama because he was generally liked with all the athletes. Sixty-one percent approval rating upon leaving the Oval Office. I think so. I mean, yeah, and with him being more popular than obviously Trump. Um, That's the highs and lows of the office, though. Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. I don't think – and people are less likely to come out and say that they're not a fan because then they get attacked. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, but he didn't go for blah, 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 and that becomes and a whole yeah. other story. And that's I mean? why I think, like, a big thing is, like, if you're a player and you want to make a political statement, I think, like, 100% that's – like, you're good for you. I think that's – because you have a position and, like – I think if you want to use your platform, I don't know why you shouldn't be able to. But if you're like ESPN, who's – if no player makes any political statement and they just try to like pick at something to try and make like mountains out of molehills, you know what I mean? Yeah. If it's like, oh, why did this guy decide to stretch his leg during the end of the national anthem? And it's like, okay, he probably wasn't making a political statement. He was probably stretching his leg. Well, you know what I mean? Let, let's say you do – let's say you're an NFL player. You're never going to be Marco. You're just a little, a little squirt. <laughs> Marco but, being an NFL player. I can you, dream. You know, he, he's hoping to be the manager of the MSU club baseball team next year. So That's we're, hoping, my dream we're hoping, since, hoping to give him a spot finally. Since 14. He's been cut three years straight. but Never um, tried out. So shut up. <laughs> Anyway, um, let's say you wanted to make a stand or make a statement. Would you go attend the White House ceremony and say, um, wear something that was politicized or refuse to shake his hand or something along those lines? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Or would you I just wouldn't not do anything that's disrespectful to? Like, if I was, to, if I were to go, right, and I could totally one hundred percent disagree with this dude. Still shake his hand, look him in the eyes, say thank you for having us here because that's just a respect yeah. thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. that's just that's sportsmanship if, if it's anything else. Yeah. So like, like you can go and say yeah. thank you, Mr. President. Yeah. I wish you would do this or and, something and like, like that. You know? Yeah. And I mean, if you have the opportunity to like make a plug for something yeah. that you believe in, go for it. Definitely. I just don't think that you. Sh- I, I I totally don't think you should go in there guns blazing. Ready to we're in the t-shirt that ready cops to, is yeah re- ready to like ready to like disrupt the whole thing for the rest of your team yeah because w- one it's like it's not about just you it's about your team and it's about like your franchise yeah. the city you're from yeah it's about the organization yeah yeah you have to take a lot of consideration when you go and like do these really public events especially now now that like these sports medias are really taking everything like. With everything, not with a grain of salt, they're taking everything very seriously. So, um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you on the making a stance thing. You have a position of power that's not everybody gets, especially, and it's a very unique position because it's a unique audience. So, I I would totally agree with you. But who knows with this current media? Um, any other thoughts before we kind of move on, Merkel? Anything? Nope. All right. We're going to jump kind of from our fake news topic that we just had into something a little more lighthearted. Uh, with the NBA playoffs being here and, unfortunately, the New York Knicks not being in the playoffs for, I don't even what when was the last time they were in it? Three, four years ago. Sad. Carmelo Anthony was not even there. Um, anyways, the 
Oh, or GM. He's GM, right? Yeah, GM. President of basketball operations. Phil Jackson, good guy, um, said in a press conference that I can't, I'm not going to quote anything right here because I don't have the specifics, that Carmelo should seek other opportunities within the NBA because the organization, the New York Knicks organization, can't win without him and that he would be better off playing somewhere else contending for a championship. As a New York Knicks fan, what are your thoughts on Phil Jackson ostracizing this guy? There, I mean, he's the besides Porzingis, the face of this franchise. They're both in a lot of hot water as of recently, as of a few days ago. What are your general thoughts on his comments and especially what Melo said after? Like he posted something on Instagram, like after. Well, Phil Jackson just fucked up an organization that couldn't get more fucked up obviously yeah you know he like he comes there says he's gonna fix everything i'm gonna run the triangle offense well that's worked well honestly i think it's more phil needs to get out of town than carmelo i'm not a carmelo fan by any means but yeah he needs to he needs to like remember what he's talking about like he he, phil has single-handedly tanked carmelo's trade value they're not gonna get anything worth anything worth anything for him now yeah. so and that goes with what we were talking about earlier about the, like the respect that you have i mean i get like he's trying to make a point but you're the president of this organization the president of the basketball operations like you should have some respect for a player that's still under contract with your team mm-hmm. and could if he didn't want to he didn't he won't have to leave if he doesn't want to no it's totally up to him shouldn't leave yeah so it's sad that this guy who's been I mean, he's going in the Hall of Fame, or if he's already in the Hall of Fame, I don't know. But this guy has such a, glor- a glorified career, and then he's just de- killing. I hate him because of what he's saying. I I like Carmelo as a player. I like him as a good guy. He's an outstanding activist for uh, any movement that's progressive towards a better nation. But for what Phil Jackson's doing, it's just disgraceful. Garrett, what do you think? Um, I think it would be a little presumptuous to um, assume that we know the full story here of who Carmelo really is or who Phil Jackson really is as an executive. Obviously, I I agree I have higher expectations of how an executive should handle himself in the public spotlight like Phil Jackson has failed to do. Um, But, you know, also maybe Phil Jackson has higher expectations of what a superstar should be for his team. Yeah. that's respectful. You know, whether he, whether Carmelo has the talent around him to win or not, he hasn't really been close in a lot of years. And I think he's been... Never fa- been the conference semifinals. Never been past the first round. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I think Carmelo's been pretty healthy, right? If I'm correct. Um, I don't even know of any recent injuries. Yeah, yeah, not at all this regular injury. season. You know, so he's been on the floor a lot. A lot of, like, games that came down to the wire, and he just didn't perform as the superstar... Um, that's supposed to hit the last shot, is supposed to, you know, take over and win games, is supposed to do. We saw this um, with Paul George uh, in the playoffs just last week where he got ticked off at his team because he didn't get the last shot, and he said, I'm the face of this franchise. I should be getting that shot. Um, And I think it's kind of a scary trend for the NBA to see a lot of teams move in this direction where every team has to have the guy in order to be winning. Um, and it's a scary direction for cult- sports as a culture. Um, we glorify Russell Westbrook um, for averaging a triple-double, but where has that gotten his team? You know, maybe like Carmelo, he doesn't have the talent around him, um, but I don't, know, I don't know if Russell Westbrook makes his teammates better or not. Like we used to say Shaq made his teammates yeah. better, or like we said Jordan used to make his teammates better. Um, obviously, obviously, you can, yeah, LeBron too. Um, obviously a lot of that is arguably like a hot take. Um, but I think, I think there are two sides to this story. Well, the Knicks organization has always been bad. James Dolan is just an abysmal oh owner. You saw that everyone saw it this year with how he treated Charles Oakley. Okay, Knicks Marbury, go. You know, it's yeah, just, it's just ridiculous. It, the, the whole organization is ridiculous, you know. I don't know the, how he was hired in the first place. Not Dolan, Dolan but Phil Jackson. It just doesn't well, make sense. Okay, Phil, yeah, it made sense at the time because, you know, what else is he going to do? He's trying forget. to be a coach, but he's too old. Don't forget Isaiah Thomas, the first one. Lord. Don't, oh, my gosh. God, man. 
the, the Knicks will never win until James Dolan sells the team. That's just how it is. Because he want he's gonna hire his friends. He's gonna hire anyone that's like trying to bring in money just for him. But you know, it's it's. He should have hired Patrick Ewing. Just, honestly, I think uh, I think he's gonna be well, a pretty pretty good coach the, at Georgetown. The Bad. original the original that. idea here, once Phil got there, was that Steve Kerr was gonna take the job, and he had him in for three interviews, and he offered him the job after the first one. And Steve Kerr got pretty lucky in the situation that he ended up in. Yeah. And I remember everyone thought Steve Kerr was a lock to the Knicks, and then all of a sudden I'm sitting at, on my couch at home, and I get the report that he's going to the Warriors, and it's like, what? Do you think Steve Kerr could have transcended that roster? In, I in think that I think that the Knicks would be better than they are now. I mean, obviously, Steve Kerr got th- got thrown into a great situation. He took over a playoff team, but. You think Steve Kerr could get through to Carmelo? Yeah, yeah. Do you think he's really that good of a coach? Yeah, I, I, I do. I mean, look what he did to Steph Curry. They were they were a six seed when he took over, and he turned him into an MVP by saying, "Have fun out there." That's all it is. I don't think any coaches ever told Carmelo that. I don't think any any coaches told anyone on the Knicks roster this year that. <laughs> Certainly, Phil Jackson's not saying that either. Yeah, yeah. they're a no fun team. Honestly, and now you got Porzingis pissed off too, which is not good because he's supposed to be there. Guy. Yeah, the the whole situation's a mess. Like, I don't know. You go back to all the personnel decisions, trading the on trading Andrea Bargnani. They lost out on the lottery pick this past year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Joe Kim Noah contract was arguably the worst contract in Knicks history, and that's saying something. Um, and then you know uh, that Derek, Derek Rose, Rose trade. That Derek Rose trade is what caused the Joe Kim contract. So I can't. Uh, you know, no, I, what were you, I just don't get why that what they were thinking that bringing in all these old guys and Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee was Courtney Lee. He's a good player. That, I, that but, was solid, solid but he, with an injury prone Derrick Rose, a well, honestly the, garbage joke of Noah. The, the, the Derrick Rose trade, I understand the thinking of it. Like the Knicks needed a, needed an upgrade at point guard for sure. But was he the guy the, to do? The, I mean, well, if you trade for him and you. Don't get a healthy season out of him. Out of him, okay. You get a lottery pick. You can draft him. If he turns out good, you sign him to a decent contract. You know, it just doesn't make sense that their ambitions were to like go far in the playoffs with this team. They just, I don't think they were well, a, a playoff ready team just because they're old. And I get they have like experience uh, in the playoffs yeah. and whatever. And um, Porzingis is their newer guy, and he can. I I don't really know because he hasn't been in the playoffs, but he could be clutch. Could not be, but it's just not. I guess the antithesis to that would be, you know, the Spurs had a ton of aging superstars, and they were still able to win at the end of their career. Fair enough. Still are, too. And um, I think the Knicks, the big big four or whatever that they had at the beginning of this year, were equally of the same caliber as the Spurs players were at the end of their career. Oh, that's a hot take. That's a very hot take. that's That's a hot take. Like Tony Parker and Ginobili being as... How effective are they this year, though? Uh, what, well, they're the second seed in the the West. They won over Ginob- 60 games. Ginobili does not get a lot of minutes. Because they, they rest him for the playoffs, though. Because he's clutch. No, no. Aldridge is, is leading that team out there. That's a really that's hot, a, that's that's a hot, hot take. Hot take. And, and Kawhi Leonard is leading that team. And Kawhi. You, you know, they've rebuilt themselves. But like, I think that's coaching philosophy and the, the philosophy of the, also, the team. Too, yeah, and they also right? have the opportunity to do that, too. They're they not were, poison. They were, they were winning, and they could like bring in these young guys and, you know. Jonathan Simmons was a D-league player, and now he looks like a good off-the-bench uh, player. So, it, the Knicks are just in the sorry state. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's the wrong coaching hire. Hornacek is not a good fit. Oh, I think Hornacek's good. I think Hornacek's a great fit. Well, he, I think he's a good coach, but he's not a good fit for the organization when they want to play the triangle because I don't think well, he knows no the triangle. Gonna, no one's going to coach Right, but the if triangle. they're going to – Exactly, but if they're going to keep trying to do that, then he's then not the guy to do That's the problem. It. They need yeah. to stop trying to do it. So it's coaching, so. Carmelo's beef it's with Phil. Phil. It's, it's Phil, Phil, and it's, it's James Dolan. It, it's, it, so it, if they get – if Phil gets oh. out of here and they get that Masaji um, Uri guy from Toronto, oh, yeah, Masai, yeah, that guy, good coach. That GM, GM, sorry, GM. I want, GM. I want to bring in Marco here to talk a little philosophy and a little little uh, analogy here. Yep. MSU, MSU hockey was probably compared to as equally dysfunctional to the, to the New York Knicks um, with Tom Anastas and 
you know, his his dysfunction with the athletic department, his team. How important is it to have a, a coach that has a, you know, a, a vision for his players and is able to ba- balance the many different talents on a, on a team in hockey? Well, I personally was never a fan of Anastas. Um, he just, from the stories I heard, he's a little bit delved in nepotism. Like, he had a soft spot for... <laughs> Kids he had previously known. Um, just, I don't want to like bad talk the guy because he's he's gone. He stepped down. The new guy though, this uh, Denton Cole, right? That's yeah. His name. Yeah. Um, I've heard good things about him. Uh, I, I especially just enjoyed when he gave his speech about talking about how Mon Ice Arena used to be like the snake pit. That's where he wants to rename the A team too. That would that that would be great because it's. I mean. I don't understand it because, like, Michigan is, like, a pretty big hockey state. Yeah. I mean, not as big as, like, Minnesota, but still pretty big. And it, it it's amazing to me how even kids at MSU, it doesn't seem like there's that big of a turnout for MSU hockey, right? That it's not billed as, like, a yeah. – a. I mean, I guess it, it definitely won't be as big as basketball or football, but you'd think that it would – It'd be the clear it, third yeah. revenue and it, and and sports. Yeah, and it really, you don't hear about it much. So yeah. – I like I liked how you wanted to get like people people involved, especially like the community, not just like college kids, but also like people outside. He wants to build that fan base in the city of East Lansing and Lansing and the surrounding area, because we're here for four years. But those people that live here, they're the ones that are going to buy the season tickets and like come and like yeah. root for oh, you yeah. know what I mean. Like it's going to be that that old dude from like South Lansing who's hey, just man. like. Bus one needs to just drop people off straight at Mon Ice <laughs> Arena. That place will be rowdy. I got stories. If we can dedicate, one. if we can lobby Cata and get our own bus bus line for Mon Ice Arena, that's the that's the first step in that is in making step. MSU hockey great again. <laughs> and <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just like if you look at Northern Michigan, it's philosophy, right? Yeah. Like, in the end, it's yeah. like comes down to it, it's like it's that community, and it's like yeah. what it what it means to belong. And if you look at Northern Michigan, they also just got a new head coach, and it's it's not he's not going to be the one I think that will keep the, that hockey program great. It's it's the city of Marquette, yeah. Because. All those kids like that go to NMU. That's what they live for, right? Like, hockey's their number one sport. That's it. I, I went to NMU for a year. I didn't go to one hockey game. Yeah, actually, oh, I, actually, I did, I did go to one. I did go to one. It was against Tech, and there was very few students there. You'd be. I find that hard to believe, right, especially well, against Tech. Anyway, but it's Mar- the point. It's, Mar- anyways, Marco's trying to build a point it's, here. It's it? it's the students. I mean, the students are a huge deal, but it does start with the city where people who actually live there are yeah. going to go to the games. And I think that's a good point when you're bringing this all back to like the Knicks situation. Yeah, there's people that that are that have been diehard Knicks fans. Their parents have been Knicks fans. Their grandparents or whatever. They've lived for this organization. They live around the area, around the Garden. And they're turning away because the philosophy, like you're saying, the community is not behind the team. When it can't just like market it towards people that are going to buy single game tickets, yeah. like kind of like me. But you market around those people that are going to be there. They're like season ticket holders, and if the season ticket holders aren't renewing their season tickets, there's something wrong. And that comes back to like what you're saying: the philosophy of bringing in the community and the overall direction. You have to have a clear direction, of a positive one too, and it just seems like, yeah. In the end, the Knicks are shit, and the That's ownership is shit. Putting it like, and, and I the think team is shit. Going going so. going back to like this community building, and I think it for teams like the Knicks or or MSU hockey, it's going to take to build that fan base back up, right? It's going to take a lot of PR. It's going to take a lot of getting these players out into the community, like yeah, see them picking yeah. up trash. Hugging babies, you know what I mean? You know, the Knicks aren't going to be doing that. <laughs> no. When, when your owner's punt is slapping a Knicks legend, so. Hey, Carmel, uh, you should go out and hug this baby. Yeah, and he allegedly just got divorced because of an affair, too. Yeah, so. he had a stripper pregnant. That was the... Well, that's, that's it. That's well, that's great. That is, this, that, is this a yeah. confirmed report, or are we spreading fake? Are we ESPN? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Uh, now, what is our identity? RIP to the Anthony. What is our philosophy? <laughs> Go on a new host. God damn it. Okay. Well, impeach Mark Dabney. Anyway, 
I, I think there is something big that Marco's tapping into here is this community building, and it made me think a lot, you know, of Merkel and his, like, random misfit Green Bay Packer fans and how they have some kind of community, franchise. Yeah, community-owned team. Yeah, and... Yeah, um, a lot of soccer teams in Germany. And the, and the Seattle Seahawks and the 12th, 12th man. Yeah. And in baseball, you know, the Yankees have the Yankee way and the St. Louis Cardinals have been there forever and the Cubs and the Red Sox and... That you all think of like grandkids passing down, grandparents passing down this tradition to their grandkids of growing up next to these teams and being diehard fans. Because what does it really mean to be a diehard fan? And I, I just hope, I think it feels like the sports world is moving away from that connection to the cities a lot. You see the Raiders moving to Vegas and turning, money their, grab. turning their back on the city for money. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of fear that the NBA could, could be like that. You know, the Lakers have been down lately with not winning championships, it feels like. Celtics haven't um, won one in a while either. You know, Celtics. And is, there needs to be more heroes. You know, the yeah, the Pistons since the early 2000s haven't had the role in Michigan. Like, I want Grant like Hill back. You know, <laughs> so, you know, pray for sports. Pray for America. Our, I think we're, we could be nearing the end of democracy and professional sports. Sam Carey. Oh, boy. <laughs> Are we in a sport or post-sports era? Absolutely not. No. I mean, it's a centered part of American culture, right? It's the only distraction right. we have from our own lives. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We'll, we'll end it there. I think we kind of went off a little bit of topic, but I think the off-topic conversation was a lot better than talking about the sad NBA playoffs. Yeah, um, anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you guys go, on, like I said before, go on our Facebook page, at the Block Pod. Like it, share it with your friends, go onto our SoundCloud page, The Block Podcast, like it, follow it, make sure you stay up to date with our Facebook posts and different episodes being put up. We should be recording every Thursday night, Friday afternoon-ish, so stay tuned for the next episode. I'll be posting a link on our Facebook page to our SoundCloud page and the actual episode, so appreciate listening, guys, and have a nice day. Nick suck.